What's up? Welcome back. My name is Taylor Ray. It's another family chat, and this is On the Outside. Hello, hello, hello. This week we are back for actually the last episode with my husband, Richard Roman Jr. He's been on twice before for our family chats, and today we're having another conversation. And our conversation today, instead of focusing on the ways in which we've been made to feel left out, we really want to talk about the ways in which we've built not only a community, but a family together. Richard and I are going on eight years together after matching on Tinder. Can you believe it? Tinder, sponsor us, give us money, give us coins, put us on a billboard. Um, But after almost eight years, we have really found so many ways to build our life together in a way that is integrated and that brings in all of the different parts of us. And today, that is what we're getting into. Let's do it. Okay, honey, this is your last episode of the season. So sad. I know. I feel like the people are just getting to know you. I know. And all of your charms and your humors <laughs> and all that you are. Um, but <laughs> the last two episodes, I'm very happy we had those conversations. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think it doesn't really... Um, I mean, a lot of this project for me has been thinking about the past in many ways, Mm -hmm. like the ways that growing up, it really shaped me how much I felt like an outsider. Right. Um, I mean, and growing up goes all the way into like my twenties, honestly, it's not really like only something that happened when I was like five years old, Mm -hmm. but I do have to say that today systemically, sure. I still feel like an outsider because we are in what a racial capitalist white supremacist society, right? So hate that for me, (laughs) but within my, (laughs) within my like friend groups and community Mm -hmm. also, like I have different access socioeconomically Mm -hmm. as far as my education, like there are many ways in which I, you know, don't have to deal with those barriers, Mm -hmm. but All that being said, there are many ways that I don't feel like an outsider in my normal everyday life. Mm -hmm. And the main way is with you in our home, in our family, because I'm with you every day of my life, pretty much, except like once one hour a week. (laughs) And that's a very stressful hour. That's a stressful hour. No. Rolly's like, what the fuck is going on? Where's my mom? Yeah. Um, No, that's not true. Obviously, you go to work and I go to school and we have a life. But we spend a lot of time together because we are best friends. Yep. And I was trying to signal you to say it with me at the same time. We are best Best friends. friends. Thank you. Um, And I think there are so many ways that we've made our little community to make us both feel included, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, I think everything from the beginning in terms of like traditions that we've done, um, you know, every single year, something that we've integrated from the very beginning where really it was your influence, to be honest. Um, all the holidays, we yeah, have a I love scrapbook. A holiday. Our Christmas traditions are extensive notch. <laughs> they are level 12, out of level 10. 17 out of 10. 
Um, and honestly, that has brought me so much joy in my life just because, to be honest, I didn't really, you know, I, I've had that when I was a kid to a certain extent, but not like how we do. So I am so excited for, knock on wood, our future family or future kids to be able to experience that because we did a pretty fucking good job. Yeah, <laughs> we have so many fun holiday traditions. We do. And even, which is when we're recording this podcast, Chinese New Year hasn't happened yet, but by the time it released, it will have just passed. Yep. Um, even Chinese New Year, which was obviously new to me. Like I didn't grow up yeah. with a Chinese community, um, but I love Chinese New Year. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Like one, I get free money, which I do think we're going to have to give envelopes I this year. I don't think we Because get we are married. Money. We're not supposed we're to We're adults. Money, I don't think. Papa gave us envelopes last year, but I think that was like. She was being nice. She was that's, being nice. That's my grandma. Yeah, I yeah. think she is going to be like, no, girl. We are supposed to give envelopes to your little cousins. I'm going to do that. We are. Sorry, little cousins. I don't give you money. <laughs> no, but we're. For a good luck and fortune, I will. <laughs> no, we're adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I we're. Know we're <sighs> Yeah, we're old. Okay, we'll see. I feel like we can bring the envelopes, <laughs> but if we get envelopes, then I'm not giving them out. Then I'm still going to be seen. We're still seen as children. Okay. We'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, but yeah, even Chinese New Year, like putting out the oranges, putting out the chocolate candy, mm-hmm. uh, putting out those little, what are the little things that mold? <clears throat> They're like little sugary, like cupcake things. You're really putting me on the spot and you're really putting me under a lot of <laughs> You know, all the, the Chinese other, listeners. Yes. <laughs> well, it's Lunar New Year, so I guess it's all like Asian. Lunar New Year is different than. Is it? Yes. No, it's so. not, girl. Oh, no, shit. No, it's not. Your mom was like, I definitely asked your mom, and she was like, no, it's all the same, but the Chinese calendar. I don't know if this is historically accurate, guys. Mm. I do not know. You know, I do all my research for my other episodes, but for my family chats, we're just freestyling it. Um, I feel like your mom was like, but. Like it was chi- like the Chinese who made the calendar that we go by mm-hmm. for Chinese New Year. And that's why we take ownership of it and call it Chinese New Year. But it is Lunar New Year to like all of the other Asian cultures. This is what she told me. You know, could I, be I'll, facts, could be fiction. Yeah, I can't really give a confident answer because I'm not confident. And in, in I just history. really hope that your listeners are not going to cancel me for <laughs> Not knowing these things. <laughs> they won't, honey. It's okay. Yeah. I, um, what's really funny though about Chinese New Year is that every single thing, when I'm like, why do we let these cakes mold? Luck, good fortune, money. Yep. Why do we clean the whole house? Luck, good fortune, money. Prosperity. Why don't we throw out, like we don't throw out the garbage nope. on the day because you're like throwing away your luck. Yep. Luck, good fortune, money. Like everything is that. Um, oranges. You're not supposed to wash your hair. No, because you wash out your luck. Correct. Uh-huh. Um, I hope that's correct. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It definitely is. That's I feel at confident. Least what my mom told yeah. me growing up. Everything's just luck, good fortune, money. Right. Those are the vibes. Yep. Um, separate from Chinese New Year and like the holidays, what I really love about like the just kind of like the melting pot of our home is on a weekly basis when we cook food yeah and you're also a quarter puerto rican and i'm a quarter korean right but i feel like we've said you're korean in other episodes i don't yeah. think we've said that you are a quarter puerto rican so the people know you're half chinese quarter korean quarter puerto rican correct 
And um, yeah, I think um, I'll be honest. Like, I mean, I grew up, you know, uh, in a household of, you know, Chinese um, culture influence. And, yeah. Um, so, you know, I really never went into the Korean Puerto Rican side of, you know, my family or just like my, um, I guess, culture, culture. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyway, going back to like, uh, the food that we cook every week, it's very much cross culture. Yeah. Like we make, um, so I make this soup that I don't know if it's only Dominican, but it's like from my Dominican side called Sancocho. Uh And then we put like udon noodles in it or you put rice cake in it and we like eat that with chopsticks amazing and amazing and we also when we make um like plantains like tostones and you flip them with your chopsticks yeah and we use like the chinese hot sauce in all of our like rice and beans yeah literally (laughs) in our rice and beans that's so true (laughs) i cook my spanish rice in a rice cooker and my friends will be like this does not taste like spanish rice i'm like yes it does like i don't even remember i've been eating like rice cooker rice for a minute which i love rice cooker rice is amazing use like high grade sushi rice yeah that's so true for spanish rice and beans wait that's so funny um what else i make like yellow rice with corn and like chicken which is like a puerto rican thing in the rice cooker (laughs) i have to say like the things i make are not as cross-cultural just because you know how i am yeah because you love a recipe girl a recipe you love a recipe you love that's also why i love baking more yeah richard's such a good baker guys everyone should know it if you're Um, lucky you might get my biscuits richard's biscuits (laughs) <laughs> if it's not sexual <laughs> if you're lucky you might get my biscuits <laughs> can we cut that out no please? I'm gonna keep it in no I'm gonna keep it in it's so funny um, <laughs> my buttermilk biscuits your buttermilk biscuits girl <laughs> that's so funny um, yeah but we're a very cross-cultural home I love that for us we are and I will also say all that stuff is the super fun and relatively easy parts. I think the tougher parts, which mm. I'm so proud of us, is like, yes, we are both people of color. Mm-hmm. Yes, we both experience bullying, racism, discrimination, those different factors. I mean, especially like during the pandemic, remember, like people were saying like crazy shit to you because you're an Asian person. Well, remember like, when we had that person take out a knife? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. On uh-huh. On the subway. That was for both of us, though. That they were calling me the N word. They were calling you slurs. The, that was for both. That was equal. C-word. That was equal racism for both of us <laughs> in that moment. Yeah. Um, luckily, we were safe. It was like someone came up to us on the subway. They were like a little bit of a distance away. They weren't like right in our face, but they had a box cutter. Um, but they ended up walking away. So it's okay. Don't be too alarmed. I did tell my mom about this. So mom, if you're listening, don't freak out. You know that this happened. Um, it was very scary. It was scary. It was scary. But, anyway, but um, what I was going to say is like during the pandemic, like people would pass by you and say slurs to you um, oh, when you yeah, were at because, work. Uh, remember? Yeah. Because of everybody thinking. Because about, everyone being like, this is a China, China, China virus, the China, China flu. Virus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, stop Asian hate was like a huge thing yeah. during that time because of the coronavirus, the rhetoric that was going around about this is the China flu and yeah. all that stuff. And a lot of Chinese businesses were suffering. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that being said, 
it is very interesting. And it has been something that we've really had to talk about and deal with head on with that. Yeah. We both experienced these things, but they're different. They're different. There's different ways that they impact us. There's different privileges we hold in different spaces. And I feel like that's been also like really a beautiful way to, you know, be each other's allies when one of us is experiencing something Mm -hmm. and help them go through it and, you know, be able to validate those feelings and also recognize that they're similar, but also different. I think that's a huge, um, thing that you brought up, right? Because I think, um, I don't know, maybe like it's the movies and the TV shows that I've like seen and, you know, in the past, but like, I, it almost seems like a a sitcom or like a, you know, a tragic rom-com or something (laughs) like that, where it's like, you know, the partner is like saying, um, you know, this is what I'm experiencing, but that the other partner is like, no, that's not how you're you're Mm. experiencing it. Right. And I think that's something that we haven't done. We've been very open about talking about our vulnerabilities. I think there have been moments though, that are like a little bit that one of us might be resistant. Eventually we do get through it, but it hasn't always been like easy peasy. It's not like, Hey Richard, this is what it's like for me. And you're like, Yep. I believe you. True. You know what I mean? Like it's been a learning now. It might be like today. If I told you, Hey, this happened to me and this is why you'd be like hundred percent. Right. But I mean, I remember very early on, like first few months dating, Mm -hmm. you talked to me about being at one of your friend's houses. You're not friends with anymore. So it's fine. He's not going to be listening to this podcast, (laughs) but (laughs) you were at one of your friend's (laughs) houses and you were like, I could tell that his parents were really listening to and engaging with all the other guys and not me. They didn't take me seriously. They didn't care what I had to say. They barely wanted to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I was the only Asian person there. I was the only person of color there. And I know that that's why. And I believed you right away, 100%. Yep. I actually talked about this in the episode with my mom also. Interesting. You, you know if you freaking know. If yep. you've experienced discrimination and you've experienced like someone dismissing you Um, or giving you a weird look, like Mm -hmm. those little tiny microaggressions Mm -hmm. that someone else might just like discredit or like discount Mm -hmm. or like not care, not believe you. I a hundred percent was like, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So in certain ways right away, we were like, hell yeah, that's, I believe you. I see you. I've been there. Right. But in other ways, like it's been harder. Yeah. I think, um, I understand. And yes, um, I do think it's also like, I don't know if you've had this experience with your friends, but um, with my friends, um, you know, at least when I've had conversations to kind of tell them about like what I told all you guys now in the past two episodes, right? About my history. um, A lot of my friends were very resistant at first. Mm. They were like, are you sure that happened? Yeah. You know, maybe like this person meant well, yeah. This and that, maybe you just misunderstood yeah. it and misinterpreted. Did that make you mad at the time? Yeah, um, that makes me mad. It makes me mad now. Like, but when I've experienced now. that, it makes me mad. I'm like, why would you not believe me? I mean, bro? if that happened to me today, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking? Yeah. About? Like, why am I talking to you still? If I, you why do I have to this? prove it to you, dude? Yeah, yeah, I don't have anything to prove to you. But in the back back then, I was like, you know. I don't know, a little baby child, 
the, a little baby, yeah. 21, 22 year old child. Like, but your goal was you um, wanted to convince them that it was true. No, I kind of wanted to, to just tell them that like, yeah, I guess it is a convincing, right? I wanted to tell them this is what my experience was and this is what is true for me. Yeah, you wanted them to believe you. And, um, you know, they didn't at that point. And those same people now through more conversations, more vulnerability, communication, um, they understand now. And yeah. so I guess I'm just trying to tie it back into us, right? There are a lot of things, um, I think, especially when we first started dating, um, you, Taylor, are the first black woman I ever dated. And you're the first Asian man I ever dated too. Yeah. Maybe some internal biases there with mm. ourselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very interesting because I read a, a study that was done couple years ago, told you about it, how black women and Asian men are the least swiped on people Mm. on dating apps. They have the least amount of matches. Yeah. So shout out to us. Shout out to us. The least. (laughs) The least likely. The least likely and now the most most wanted. (laughs) Watch out, people. Not the most wanted. I'm so dead. Um, but yeah, you were the first black woman I ever dated. And I mean, for anybody who has seen me in person, I have thick, straight hair. Um, I've never had to deal, worry about my hair in terms of care. Although all my friends think I spend hours every morning to get this perfect looking (laughs) hair. Um, and thus and Clarissa, you better not come after me, okay, for my period of time where I had a phase, you know. <laughs> a weird hair. A weird hair. But, um, yeah, I didn't have to experience the things that you do yeah. as a black woman with your hair. Yeah. And that my hair's was, a struggle. That was a learning um, opportunity for me. Um, and but, you did. I... I so much remember maybe our fourth day, fifth day. I don't, I don't know. It was early on. I have it like written down in like our little scrapbook, (laughs) but fourth or fifth day, I told you I was going to take my extensions off and I did. And I came into the living room and we were watching Stranger Things and I sat down and you like kissed the top of my head and I literally was tearing up, like crying, watching it because you were so sweet to me because before then I just kept my hair on like 24 hours a day um, and was like never, ever, ever, ever going to take it off in front of you, even though it was like borderline painful. Right. Um, And you were so sweet to me and you've never, ever, 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 ever made fun of my hair. Like, you know how sensitive I am. You're always like, your hair is beautiful. And I'm like, no, it's not. Don't look at me. No, yeah, absolutely. you've always been so supportive. Yeah, but just to kind of like, I guess, get to the point, right? Like there are things that you've experienced in your life that I didn't understand. And and sometimes I was very open, for example, like your hair, um, to want to be able to be as supportive with you. Um, but there are also things as a black woman, you know, in the world that you experience that I might not have understood in the beginning. And it might have taken some emotional labor to be able to get that across to me. 
And oh, thanks for seeing that, honey. That was yeah, really nice. Uh, you know, I, I think that's true. That was really nice. That was sweet. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, that that's to say, like, what we're talking about in terms of, you know, other people and friends and just people in general, like, kind of listening to you and not really, like, understanding, you know, not even in our relationship where I think right now we're amazing, it's not always easy and perfect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It does take emotional labor it does mm-hmm. take patience and being mm-hmm. able to maybe sometimes have a bad conversation first yeah and have two three five seven yeah good ones after yeah yeah that was good honey yeah love you girl love you too <laughs> <laughs> Such a good episode with Richard. Another amazing family chat. I'm a little sad that he is not going to be on any more family chats this season, but you're going to have some great conversations with my friend Talia and with my cousin Shailene. Those are coming up in the next few weeks. We are already almost, not quite halfway, but almost halfway through this season, and I hope you're loving it as much as I am. Thank you once again for being here. I see you. I'm with you. See you out there. 